uh, Lord, uh, you know him well. And as he speaks, Lord, I pray that it would be your strength. It would be your words that come out of his mouth. Uh, Lord, give him energy. Heal, heal him, Lord, um, as, his, as his body recovers. Uh, and, and give him energy despite staying up to 1 a.m. chatting with me. Uh, Lord, that he would be able to still minister. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you, Raja May, for hosting me. We've had a very busy week. We had all sorts of challenges in our church as well, dealing with snakes in our church, false accusations, liars. So we had to deal, had to have a leaders meeting. And uh, I really want to thank our team, um, yeah, for even preparing all the rehearsals and everything. Uh, and where's Uncle Roland and Auntie Evelyn? Auntie Evelyn, you always look, you look younger and younger. First time I met her, I was here in 1996, right? She looked older then. Now she looks younger. Maybe it's the lighting, I don't know. <laughs> no, but you do. <laughs> it's a life in Christ. And Uncle Roland is an absolute legend. He's my spiritual uncle. And uh, we are so blessed by FGA. We've been here, as I said, 1996 was the first time I preached and I prophesied over Chris. You were a PWC at that time, and I said, God's got more for you, and uh, there's leadership all over you. So this guy, you've got an apostle to the nations. Chris is also an apostle to the nations. I'm going to prophesy over him tomorrow, but um, you have an, a great leader, all right? He's got his faults with Disney and all that. He came and picked us up with his Disney tour guide badge. Guy. But he brought me to Disney. You know, it was 10 years ago that we went to Chicago together to study, and he convinced us to go down to Disney. I was like, I don't, I don't like rides and all that, but with his knowledge and understanding, he got me fired up because the food was so good at Disney. And, um, you know, you can eat your stupid hot dog or your stupid turkey leg, but he told us, save up your points, go and eat at this place, this place, that restaurant. And seriously, the best steak I think I've ever had in my life was at La Celia at uh, Epcot. It was incredible. Maybe it's because we were so hungry, but it, we were running around the whole time, but it was great. So I really want to thank uh, Chris and, and May, the wonderful friends. And you guys are our brothers and sisters, real, our sister church. And I really want to thank all of you. We've been on PMMT together, and you have a great leader there. Chris is a great leader. I wish... I'm happy to follow this guy. He's a wonderful guy. Amen. But God's got more for this church. And um, our church, we're, we're experiencing a revival atmosphere in our church. We had um, Pastor Bocita, uh from Bulgaria. He's a national leader. He's a bishop. And he walked into our church. We had different men of God walking in. And he said, what you have in ICC is revival atmosphere. And he said, don't lose it value it and I want to encourage you this, it doesn't happen just by you know singing worship songs although that's good but it's my house should be called a house of prayer not a house of teaching not a house of studying the word of God all that is important not a house of fellowship I know this church loves to fellowship and you grow warmer and deeper together which is beautiful but that's not it 
We're called to be a house of prayer for all nations. So you see, even our team is the most multicultural team we've ever brought. Okay, can I just introduce very quickly, Leo from Colombia, Dan from New Zealand, would you like to stand up? Charmaine from Australia, Malaysia, Josh from India, Kerala, via Singapore, uh, James from Philippines, uh, Sita and Justin, originally from Tonga, and I can't see everybody else. Davis from Taiwan, and that's it. Johnny from Hong Kong. I almost forgot. That's so good. You know, he left his wife. She's suffering from, she's got diagnosed with something, and he just left her to come. So good on you, Johnny. <laughs> yes. Who wants to stay home with a suffering wife? No. No. And we've learned so much about family values from your church. And it's wonderful. This morning, I want to talk about the whole theme of this conference is fit for a king. And last night, we had such a powerful move of God. We're seeing healings in our church. We're seeing uh, incredible breakthroughs. Um, as I mentioned last night, we had Pastor Tim Hall in our church. Last Sunday, one of our guys went up. He was due for an operation on Monday, kidney stones. And um, he got prayed for. On Monday, he had such great faith, he went in. And this is a guy who's not on fire. He's not a leader. He's sort of on the peripheral, right? The type of guy you go, is he really saved? Anyway, <laughs> anyway he came and uh, shared his testimony almost with tears in his eyes. The doctor said, let's do a, a preliminary scan, you know, just to check, final scan. And um, went for the first scan, waited and waited, waited. Doctor ordered a second scan, waited and waited and waited. Ordered a third scan, waited and waited. And he go, what on earth is happening? Doctor called him in. They met the whole team and said, I don't know, we don't know what has happened, but it's gone. The blockage has gone. And he was just baffled by it. He says, I'm absolutely baffled. I don't know. We have to cancel the operation. There's no point doing the operation. Send him home. Isn't that good? And he... We had Dr. Marjorie, uh, infectious diseases specialist. She was healed of a shoulder problem instantly. And she said, I have never, Methodist background like myself. And she said, I've never experienced a healing like this, just like this. Right? I'm a doctor. I've never experienced a healing. So God is doing great things. And uh, we're praying for Melbourne. And I, I hope God will do great things. So today I want to talk about being fit for a king. What does that mean? I hope many of you are leaders or you're serving in the house of God. And um, I want to encourage us, being the house of prayer, we have to continually seek the Lord. Seek Him. Seek His power as well. Not just Him. Seek His power. Know His power. We're going to talk about that. And actually seek Him continually. Psalm 105 says that. All right. So we are to continually seek Him. Now this morning I want to talk to us about a particular group of people from Deuteronomy 10, verse 8. Can we read this together? Can you all see that? Let's read this together. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the ark of the Lord's covenant and to stand before the Lord as his ministers and to pronounce blessings in his name. These are their duties to this day. That is why the Levites have no share or property or possession of land among the other Israelite tribes. The Lord himself is their special possession as the Lord your God told them. Let's look at these Levites. 
I, I've been in the creative arts, you know, worship team since I was small, all right? Very young, probably 12 years old, I got involved. And I understood a little bit the Levites, right? We've heard about Levitical ministry. Um, we know some of them were doorkeepers. They were, you know, one of the 12 tribes. So let's look at these guys because they were one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And so like the tribe of Judah, Benjamin, and so on, you had this tribe of Levi. And they're one of the 12 sons of Jacob, obviously. They were a landless tribe, no permanent tribal territory. And they were God's holy portion dedicated to ritual service and the sacred duties in the temple. So let's look at this, right? You've got, they prepared the sacrifices. They were the cleaners of the tabernacle. They trimmed the wicks. They opened the doors as doorkeepers. They, they tidied up the place, right? Got the curtains cleaned. They were the worshipers, the singers, the dancers. Um, they were teachers of Torah, the law, to the nation of Israel. And it's interesting here that I, I noticed this in Deuteronomy 10. It says, at that time, the Lord set apart. And I began to look at the Levites. I understood that all of us, you know, whether in music, you're in kids ministry, you're serving in the house of God. So we're all serving like Levites to, to an extent, correct? You're all doing something. Prayer ministry, this ministry, healing ministry, healing rooms, prayer teams, connect groups. You're serving in some capacity. And when I looked at this, I said, how did the Levites, because it says at that time, and I began to look at the history of the Levites, and I discovered something about the Levites. God had always wanted to appoint the priesthood, right? So you see the priest, you see the high priest, but the Levites were separate. Where did these guys come from? We knew they were a tribe, but did you know that the priests were the ones that were supposed to do the sacred duties and not the Levites. The whole, and I've preached here about priesthood. You are, in fact, a royal priesthood, correct? 1 Peter 3 talks about that. We are the royal priesthood, 1 Peter chapter 2. And we are a priesthood. But the Levites were not part of the priesthood. In fact, the Levites were called to minister to the Lord. And as I began to look at this, I realized that they were not always given this position. How did they reach this position of service for the Lord? Did you ever know this? Right? You've probably heard of Levites for 30 years, 20 years you've been a Christian. But when I looked at that, I realized something unique happened. Something incredible happened at Mount Sinai. And remember the story of the golden calf? Right? Moses comes down with the Ten Commandments. He's about to bring the law of God. And what does he find? The people have begun to worship. They had melted down their gold and built a golden calf. And I want us to look at this story. Moses, it says, saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control. This is in the NLT. Much to the amusement of their enemies. So he stood at the entrance of the camp and shouted, all of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. And all the Levites gathered around him. Now this is interesting. Moses was from the tribe of Levi, correct? And it says, Moses told them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, each of you 
take your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even, what does it say? Your brothers, friends, and neighbors. Chris actually stood up here <laughs> tomorrow morning and said, take up a sword, go through the camp, the FGA camp, and kill your brothers, friends, and neighbors, those who are not on the Lord's side. Moses drew a line in the sand, so to speak, and he said, if you are for me, come on this side. And the Levites responded. Now look at this. Sorry, let's read the second half. The Levites obeyed Moses' command, and about 3,000 people died that day. Moses told the Levites, Today, look at this, you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord, for you obeyed him, even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers, today you have earned a blessing. Hang on. Prior to this point, the Levites were not allowed to do any of the sacred duties. They were not set apart unto the Lord. They were just an ordinary tribe, just like all the other tribes. Do you realize that? They were not set apart. In fact, they were just the ordinary guys. Some of us may think, I'm just an ordinary housewife. I'm an ordinary accountant. Or, you know, I work in IT like Johnny. Or I run a business. I'm just an ordinary church member. I come to church on Sunday and that's what I do. And I pay my tithes and, right, I do my fellowship. That's it. You may feel, yeah, I'll do all that. And that's what the Levites used to do. But now it says because they had answered Moses' invitation. And this whole weekend, I feel that the Lord is inviting you into a closer relationship with Him. But a more powerful relationship with Him. Even to be that house of prayer. I want to show this. I want, to, want you to see this. Are you hearing me? Yeah? So the Levites, they were not ordained to do this. They ordained themselves because they obeyed Moses. Have you ever heard of that? I have never, ever heard of that scripture. And when I read it, it's like they ordained themselves by violence, by killing their brothers and sisters. Wow, I thought, oh my goodness. They qualified themselves because of their passion for God, for holiness, because they refused to bow down to an idol, because they believed in purity in God's camp, and they were loyal to God and to Moses. They set themselves apart. They ordained themselves that day. I have never heard of that before. Have you heard of that? There are things that... I want you to get a hunger in your spirit, a passion, a desire in your spirit for the things of God. It could be a day where the golden calf, I don't know what the idols you're dealing with, but, you know, there may be things that family, 
Maybe we love our family so much. Maybe that's become our idol. Maybe our children have become our idol. Maybe your career, your business, whatever has become your idol. But now we need to get passionate for the things of God. Because of their passion and their hunger, even their violence, it now qualified them. And God appointed them to sacred duties in the temple. Can you see this? Now, when I was looking at this, I thought, wow, this is quite incredible. Do you know, in Genesis 49, the blessing that Jacob prophesied over Levi? You know, the pro prophetic words are flowing so well last night. Prophecies are so powerful. Can I read to you the prophecy that Jacob spoke over Levi? I want you to listen to this. Listen to this. Genesis 49 verse 5, Simeon and Levi are two of a kind. Their weapons are instruments of violence. What did they do? They took up their swords, killed their brothers, even their sons, even their family. Can you see this? Prophecy was fulfilled at Sinai. May I never join in their meetings. May I never be a party to their plans. For in their anger, they murdered men and they crippled oxen just for sport. Sounds like a negative prophecy. It was. A curse on their anger, for it is fierce. A curse on their wrath, for it is cruel. I will scatter them among the descendants of Jacob. I will disperse them throughout Israel. And you know this negative prophecy turned into something good. Do you know the Levites were dispersed throughout Israel to teach the Torah? They were sent to the villages, the towns to teach, right? And God scattered them among the descendants to be the local church, so to speak. Isn't that incredible? So sometimes even when you get a negative prophecy, you think, oh man, they're violent. They take up the sword. They kill people. It was turned for good that day. This prophecy that seemed so like a curse to them. God used for good. Isn't that incredible? That's the goodness and the mercy and the covenantal compassion of God upon His people. Isn't that good? One amen. Thanks, Davis. You should be a pastor. You will be. Come on. Is that good or not? Let the Word of God. I don't know. I'm excited. So they were anointed, what? To, first of all, carry the Ark of the Covenant. Not everyone was allowed to carry the Ark. Priests were supposed to carry the Ark. But now God actually marked them in their calling and He, and he told them, today, right, you can, carry the, you can carry the Ark. Wow. I was like, my goodness, this was for the priests. Only the priests could do this. Now they were allowed into the presence of God, into the very holy of holies, the holy place. The priests would go into the holy of holies, but the Levites could look after the, the candlestick, the menorah, the bread, right? The table of showbread, the altar of incense. They looked after the sacrifices. They were there in the holy place. Previously, they were not allowed. They had to be in the outer court. But now they were invited in. Because of their passion, they were ordained to enter the presence of God. Where is your passion? Where is your hunger today, FGA? I pray we will be like the Levites, even through violence. Maybe, you know, what's that verse? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Violent men lay hold of it. 
Maybe that's the origin of this. I don't know. Today we are invited to carry the presence of God. You need to know, we sang the song, you know, who am I? That God has brought us to the Father's house. It's not just some random house. You've been invited to the very throne room of God. You're invited to the very throne room of God. I want you to see yourselves as carriers of the glory of God. You have the very, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. First uh, Ephesians chapter 1 says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us. You are seated with Christ in Christ at the right hand of God. Do you understand the call that we have? This is an invitation. Moses gave an invitation. He drew a line in the sand. Today, I want to challenge FDA. I'm drawing a line in the sand and say, will you come to the Lord's side? Will you take that invitation and come into the presence of God? See, the way to God, the way to the throne of God, the throne room has been torn open when Jesus died on the cross. That veil separating us was torn from top to bottom. Now we enter in, Hebrews says, boldly by the blood of Jesus Christ. He made a perfect and living way for us to come into the very presence of God. Not just the presence of God, but the very throne room of God. Now we need to understand the throne room of God. We need to understand. And I really feel the invitation is there. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Come in. Make this part of your diet. Make this part of your lifestyle. Right? I've been on the keto diet and I've got Leo on it as well. We've lost like, I think he's lost, I don't know how many. One size down. Right? These jeans I'm wearing, I couldn't wear in October when I came. I couldn't wear it. Some of you normally are still fat. Never, never mind. The encouragement and the love I'm getting for you guys. Uh, yeah, I've lost eight kilos. You didn't cheer for God, but you cheered for my weight. What's going on, FGA? <laughs> Preaching the word and you cheer about my... No. It's been a lifestyle. I've cut out sugar. I've cut out carbs, all right? That sort of thing. It's... it's yeah, it's become a lifestyle. Not everything I, you know. <laughs> Salad for dinner. So funny, we went to order. What's that McDonald's out there? Blackberry, it's terrible. It's the worst McDonald's I've ever been to in my life. We ordered a, a filler fish with no bread, right? No buns, no carbs. So we, Chris asked, can we get a, a lettuce bun, you know, to wrap the, the fish fillet in? The, the girl there, she's like, uh, uh, you're ordering a salad. Just use the lettuce in the salad for your fish. <laughs> Chris and I think, they're little bits of that. How can you wrap the fish fillet with the little bits of salad, you know, lettuce? Anyway, we had a good laugh. Service there is terrible. Someone should complain. I want to go and complain after this. But it's become a lifestyle. Oh, taste and see. Hebrews 6, 5. Those you who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age. Healing power is available. Prophetic power is available. I want you to see that God is inviting us to the very throne room of God. Your spirit, you are spirit, soul, and body. You were designed to burn. Burn. 
Your spirit was designed to have carry the Spirit of God. When you were born again, the Spirit of God came and regenerated your spirit. You're alive. But the Spirit of God wants to fill you. And on the day of Pentecost, Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. And the Spirit came, tongues of fire, right, appeared on each one, like tongues of fire. Do you realize your spirit is meant to burn with the very fire of God? And I realized that when we come before the throne of God, it's surrounded by fire. Can I explain this to you? And many of you have seen the menorah, right? You love your Old Testament. The menorah at one level, there, there are four levels, and I'll touch on this tomorrow, of Hebraic interpretation. The first level is the literal and direct. The menorah is literally a golden lampstand, right? It's got, can you see the flowers there, the, the buds? Those are the nine fruits of the Spirit. I can't get into a teaching of that, right? There are the power gifts as well. The fruits of the Spirit are there. The gifts of the Spirit are there. That's at the Peshat level, the first literal level. At a second level is the Remez level. At Remez level, it hints at something else. So in Hebrew understanding, in the Hebrew mindset, they know there's a deeper meaning correct? It, it's, and when they look at it, they know it speaks about the sevenfold Spirit of God in Isaiah 11. The Spirit of wisdom, counsel, knowledge, fear, might, understanding, and the Holy Spirit. The sevenfold manifestation of God. And this are the fires of God that are burning. Now, what is it about the menorah? The menorah I realized this in Ezekiel for many years. I was wondering, Ezekiel sees this incredible vision of God, the wheel within a wheel, right? The throne of God, God's throne moving. I thought, what is this wheel? And I realized, if I had, uh, I wanted to show you, if I had a menorah, we're looking at the menorah side on. But if you took a bird's eye view of the menorah, imagine I had seven fingers, okay? But, right, so you're looking at the, seven fingers or the lampstand but the throne of God imagine if you had a bird's eye view what are you looking at now imagine my I've got fire coming out of my my fingertips right now imagine I begin to turn what do you see what do you see right you see a wheel within a wheel within a wheel the fire of God turning that is the spirit of God the wheel of Ezekiel I put it to you is the very throne of God, is the sevenfold manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the seven fires of God. Now I can die and go to heaven because I wondered what the stupid wheel was going around. What is the wheel within a wheel? It's the Spirit of God, the fires of the Spirit of God. God is inviting us to be children of the throne room, the fire room. When you come before God's throne, Paul says, set your mind on things up above, the realities of heaven, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Paul was a man. I know Chris did a teaching on Colossians. I said, Chris, it's not just the gospel, brother. It is actually, I really believe, Paul was taken to heaven. He saw these things. Paul saw things he was not allowed to write about. John sees the book of Revelation, which we're going into tomorrow. 
the fires, the seven fires of God. Jesus standing in the midst of the seven, the, the lampstands, right? These are real things. I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be open. These are your spiritual eyes. Let them be opened to see this. Use your imagination even in prayer and begin to see yourself coming before the throne of God. Fire. Fire. I'm praying each day these fires of God. Right? Not every day, but when I do remember the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation. That helps you to move in prophecy. And prophecy moves in, you get words of knowledge about people, right? And you get a word of wisdom. They're paired together, right? So you know what to do in a situation. God reveals something. And last night it was so powerful, right? The words, God is able to see what's going on. And they're encouragements to you. So if you receive a prophetic word, it's to let you know that God knows what you're going through. Right? But there's also the spirit of what? Counsel and power. These are dimensions we need to begin to walk in. And when you pray that fire of God upon your life, you begin to realize there is power available. Then there's knowledge, not just head knowledge, but actually knowing God like a husband knows his wife. There's knowing and the fear of the Lord, reverencing. Pray these fires. You are designed to burn. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're designed to burn. Come on, say it. I want you to say it. You are designed to burn. So Levites, Levites were called to carry the very presence of God. And can I put it to you, you're meant to carry the fire of God continually seek Him, continually being being filled. Ephesians chapter 5, right? What does it say? Do not get drunk with wine which leads to debauchery, but instead be being filled. In the Greek, it's be being filled. What does that mean? Be being filled. It's not just you. The whole church should be being filled by the Spirit of God continually. When the, when the disciples were out preaching, Peter and John, they were arrested. They came back. They had a prayer meeting. And after their prayer, the place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit again. There needs to be continual filling. That's why prayer is so important in the church. Come to the prayer meeting. I know not everybody comes. Even in our church, we're a house of prayer. People don't come. I'm just like, oh. don't believe the lifestyle of this world. There are too many carnal Christians. Let's be spiritual Christians that hunger for the presence of God. I'm not saying neglect your family. I'm not saying neglect your children. Don't spend time. I'm not saying that there are ebbs and flows. Amen. And be wise. Be wise. Learn from Pastor Chris and Roger. Roger is so kind. You know, I came, I think, a few years ago, and all of you. Even Pastor Roland would drive me to the airport, spend time with me. Roger calls me up 10.30 p.m. at night when I want to sleep. He goes, let's go. Let's go have supper. So we go to Box Hill and we eat and he shares his life with me. Wonderful pastors, wonderful people here. All right? It's so good. Even one of my family members wanted to move down here. I said, FJ, they're so loving. I want to move down. I want to move down. I want to leave ICC. I say, go, go. It's fine. Seriously, I might, he might come, yeah. Levites are to stand. 
Levites are to stand before Yahweh. If he comes, you get a worship angel as well. So it's powerful. To stand before Yahweh to minister to him. You are to stand before God. Ministry to the Lord takes precedence over everything else that you do. Your children, whatever else, your work. Quite honestly, you are Levites. You are more than Levites. You are priests, a royal priesthood. What does it mean to focus on the Lord? Give Him your absolute highest attention. Make Him first in all these things. Now, how do we express our love to God? Begin to use thanksgiving, praise, shouts, exuberant dancing. You can use quiet, deep devotion and deep reverence. But can I tell you, church, let's go for this revival atmosphere. Let the worship be exuberant. Let it be dynamic. Amen? Not just quiet, quiet, quiet. Hey, be excited. Begin to sing with all your might. Lose yourself in God, as Sita was saying. Amen? Can you do that? Don't, don't let this just stop after we're gone. Please continue, right? Just express yourself. Be free. I remember I, I was in, I grew up in the Uniting Church, Methodist Church, originally a Catholic. And even to raise my hands for many years was like, uh, what do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? You know, so self-conscious. Uh, what is this? And eventually, even going to AOG church eventually, when I first walked into an AOG church, they were jumping on the seats. Glad Tidings Tabernacle, right? Smith Wigglesworth preached there. I was in the, uh, the, the kids' ministry. We sat up on the balcony, and people were dancing on chairs. I thought, these guys are absolute nutcases, these Pentecostals, and now I'm a Methocostal. So, praise the Lord. Okay, so tambourine, clapping, okay, flag waving. I don't like all that, but anyway. Um, sorry, no offense to the flag wavers or the dancers. It's good. Study it, do it well. Uh, I just, it's not my cup of tea. One day maybe you'll see me waving a flag. I, ne I need to grow, okay? You guys are one wonderful. <laughs> Stand before God and minister to Him. Express. Now, this is very important. The third thing that they were called to do is to bless His name. Now, I want you to bless. The Hebrew word is barak. The root word is berek. Word for knee, okay? To bow your knee. It's almost always used, sorry for the spelling, in the context of blessing. Psalm 95 verse 6. Let us kneel before Yahweh our maker. Kneel before the Lord, blessing Him first. Bless His name. Today, we are called to bless his name. We are called to bless others. In a moment, you're going to stand up and you're going to bless. Bless God. Bless His names. Call upon His names. Blessing will flow from our mouths. In the next session, I'm going to get very practical. We're going to have a practical session right now. And I want you, every morning, how do we start? You begin to focus on the names of God. Bless His name. And uh, we're going to touch on the patterns of prayer. But I want us to begin to, these are just some of the names of God. Because the names of God reveal the character of God. And I know many of you have been praying. Pastor Roland, I'm going to touch on the armor prayer as well. The names of God are in there. Right? What are some of the names of God? He is Jehovah. He is Makadesh. Okay? The Lord who sanctifies me. Um, he is omnipotent. He is good. He's love. He's Jehovah Jireh. The, the one who provides. Jehovah Shalom. Yahweh Shalom, the one who, that's hard for you to see, I'll make it bigger for you, okay? Um, Nisi, our banner, 
Whatever you're going through at work, He is your banner. He will fight for you if you lift Him up. Amen? If those attacks come, lift Him up. He is Rohi or Roi, our shepherd. He guides us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Some of you are tired. You've been pouring out. You've been serving. Get with your shepherd. He will make you lie down and reflect green pastures. He will lead you to to eat of His Word. Lord Saboth, Lord of hosts. Sometimes we need the army of God. We need to call on Him. Makadesh, the Lord is sanctified. Shalom, our peace. Shama, the Lord is there. He's with you. Even on that plane, if you're scared of flying or traveling, God is always there. Command His angels to be there. Sikinu, He's our righteousness. Even when you're struggling maybe with sin or temptation, He is our righteousness. You may not feel righteous, but He is. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I want you to stand up. We're going to call on His name because you are His special inheritance. You are His possession. You know, you don't need any land. You don't need anything else. You need Him. Are you hearing this message this morning, church? It's Him. Will you respond? So I want you to to exercise, and we're going to pick one name of God. Can you pick one name of God? And I want you to bless His name, to call on that name. What situation are you going through right now? Have you got one? Who hasn't got one? If you haven't got one, please come up. I'll, I'll pray with you. I'll suggest one for you. How many of you have chosen peace? Jehovah Shalom. Maybe it's something in your family. There's turmoil, anxiety that's going on. The God of peace will crush Satan's head under our feet. Maybe it's provision. That provision was last minute. He was about to sacrifice his son. You're desperate. God revealed himself at the altars of God, right? At the altar, God revealed. Tonight, we're going to talk about Hannah, how God revealed himself at the altar at Shiloh. Do you have a name of God? Okay, I want you to get into groups of three or four. Can you get into groups of three or four? Maybe someone from a different row. Okay, someone from this side, go to someone on this side. Let's, let's have a cross section, a cross, a mix that's going on here. Sometimes you just want to see God, you may feel lost. He is El Roi, the Lord who sees. Okay, you ready for this instruction? I want you, let's let's do Jehovah is our uh, Yahweh Shalom. Can I give you an example of the prayer? Let's stand up. Okay, so let's pray this. I want you to declare with me. In the name of Jesus, your name is above every other name. You are the great I am. You said, I am who I am. And the ground shook. And I declare, according to Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless His name. And today I bless the name Yahweh Shalom. I declare, you are my peace. I rebuke, I reject, I put off every anxiety. I put off all worries, all fears. I cast it aside in the name of Jesus. And I declare 
Jehovah, Yahweh, Shalom over my family, over my life. I declare the peace of God that you will crush Satan under our feet. And I take authority right now as you are the God of peace for Gideon. Rise up, O oh God. Help me to fight against my enemies. I lift up that horn of praise and I shout unto you, you are Jehovah, you are Yahweh. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Peace. I release the peace of God into my life, over my mind, my heart, my wife, my husband, my children, my extended family, over this house, over Pastor Chris, Mayen, over uh, Pastor Roland and Evelyn. Release the peace of God in the name of Jesus. Now begin to pray in the Spirit. The fire of God come upon that prayer. Let the fire of God come upon that name, O oh God, upon every life. Activate this Holy Spirit. Let this not just be a one-off. Let this become our lifestyle. Let this become our diet, oh God. Let this become our daily bread, oh God. Shikarabasanda. Release the names of God over your people, oh God. They will activate the names of God. They will stand in your presence and activate the names of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shikarabasanda. Now what I want you to do in your groups is I want you to lead the prayer maybe in groups of three, uh, I want you to name your name, the name of God, whatever situation you're going through. I want you to call upon His name, bless His name, thank Him, give Him thanks. Can you do that right now? So even if you're feeling tired, to say, Lord, You are my shepherd. You make me lie down in green pastures. Can you do that? Yeah? Do you all know what to pray? Is there anyone here who doesn't know any name? Please come up. I'll pray with you. Amen. So go ahead and do that. Just take one minute. Don't pray long prayers, okay? Just pray just one minute. Go for it. Come on, pray out louder. I, I need to hear some 
Take authority. Declare it. Shout it. Declare with authority. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, next person. Come on. Agree, agree. Where two or three agree on anything, agree with them. Say amen. Okay, praise the Lord. You should have all had a chance to pray. Is that good? Is that good? Do you feel a change already in your own heart? Yes? Okay, we're going to get more practical in the second session. Um, We're going to have a break for maybe 15 minutes. But before you go, I have a book model. His name is Chris Hong. He's uh, the most avid reader that I know. And uh, I really want to encourage you because this is a daily thing. You should do this every morning. Okay, bless his name. You are Levites. Have that passion. Every time you hear Levites, they were unqualified. They were unfit, but they made themselves fit for God. Amen. They ordained themselves in that sense. So I want you, you are ordained by God. Yeah, you are royal priests in the kingdom of God. Do you believe that? Function as that. Stand. Carry the presence. Stand with him. Bless his name. That's the least we can do. Amen. So, I really want, I, I, I really like this book. This is written by my dad. He said, you're going, you better take some books. So I have to, I'm under authority in that sense. And uh, this is 26 days 
with Titus. It teaches you how to journal, how to hear from God practically. This is not Bible study, but how to hear the Holy Spirit. And tonight I'll share about seeing the Spirit, hearing in the Spirit as well. We must begin to do that. Amen. This book is excellent. I, I, I really love this book. If you don't know how to journal, grab it. It's only $10. Grab it. Okay. There's only, I think it's only 11 copies. So that's going to go. ISIS, this is a wonderful prayer book. My dad and mom, they've been praying every Wednesday, every Friday morning at 6 in the morning. They come to church. They've got a prayer team launching missile prayers. We've been praying for the seven worlds of government, business, and so on. Last week, my mom met with Scott Morrison, Peter Dutton. They had lunch with him, and the influence is there, right? So it's amazing how God's opened doors. We even got to appear, our church, we got to appear before the Religious um, Freedoms Commission with Philip Ruddock. Yeah, I presented a submission before the whole panel as well, fighting for our freedoms, all right? So... The, the influence is there, but we got to soak in and pray, launch missiles. So that one, I think, is $15. Thanks, guys. Great. You know, some people uh, come up to me and they say, 